you come from, I think, a Southern household, a very Christian household, um, both in the States, in the Caribbean, and on the continent of Africa, you were told dope is bad. You know, anything that resembles marijuana or hemp is a thing that you should not touch. And, you know, it's crazy when in North Carolina before the war, actually 10% of your farm had to be allocated to hemp farming as a fun fact um, for you to even get your farming license. So for it to go from there to you can't even legally have recreational marijuana in North Carolina is kind of crazy. And so today we'll be talking about cannabis myths, different things that hinder people from entering the sector and just getting feedback on um, the overall industry. So how's everybody doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm super happy that, that you guys are talking about this today. Um, from my experience, and this is just so funny, I'm thinking about this today. One of my current business partners that we have a couple of restaurants with, um, initially when like four or five years ago, I told him that, hey, I'm going to be in the cannabis industry. Come join me over here. Um, you know, he came from a very religious background. So did I, but I'm, I'm more the creative type. So exploring my options was never a problem for me. Um, and it's also funny to see now today, now that I'm in New York and New York is fully legal from recreation onward, whatever they're coming to me, asking me, well, I want to get in the industry. And now I'm just like, you got to have $5 million just to even think about getting a license, right. much less. Myth number one, you can get in the industry at any income bracket level. But here, let's get them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying is that it, it, it's great to have this conversation today because um, for me, it's, it's one that's personal because I've helped a couple of individuals get in the industry. Um, you know, some celebrities, especially in the space. But now to, to see that less than what 18 percent of the industry is black now and when we started off it was like most more than quarter so it, that i look forward to as this room builds out to have this conversation one thousand hey chris we see you're in the room what are your thoughts on cannabis myths um you know you you publicly um let people know that cannabis was your first job and that you you are a self-made millionaire off this industry so you know, obviously only drug dealers and people who are running the streets can make money from cannabis is a myth. Uh, what are your thoughts? Hey, hey, PE. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of myths, you know. Um, I remember last week we were all on a call. Um, Monty was talking about some things um, that really hit home. Um you know, yeah, this this is the whole lot. You know, it's just a whole lot. It's just crazy. You know, this industry has kind of uh, evolved. At least my time in it over a twenty year period. Um, just 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 the culture around it. Um, just the business around it is just crazy. Just seeing these consumers, what they're interested in now, what was you know what people were interested in. 20 years ago, you know, it's just, it's just, it's incredible, man. I mean, I was just joking with a buddy yesterday. I remember in 1997, hmm, um, when you used to roll your joints up, 
you know, you would pick seeds through your bag. Oh, you know? thank you. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, if you didn't, you 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 they would be popping while you were smoking. And just to fast forward to 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 2021, when you you would be offended if you found a single seed. <laughs> Absolutely. In, in, in your bag. Um, it's just incredible. So like a lot of the myths is just around a lot to me with all of the education, you know, you just, you just hear a lot of things about bud and flower and, and the, these myths, like, you know, what, what, what OG means. And, you know, just that, that another one, you know, bias everybody, what does OG mean? OG Kush, what would you all say? Don't everybody speak up at once. What would y'all say? Ocean grown, baby. Well, there you go. Most people ain't gonna say that, right? So like, you know, it's the myths around, you know, the names. It's a myth around knowledge around the flower itself. What sense Amelia is. Uh, there's another one, what sense? Monty? Couldn't hardly hear you, I got the top down. What'd, what'd you say? I said, what sense, since Amelia, since Amelia. Right, and you hear all these strains, you know, tie sticks, Acapulco gold, you know, are you smoking indoor? What, what's indoor? This you is know, why the strain conversation is gonna be so great because you're, all of us newbies are like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I wanna try all of them. <laughs> they're, they're just, yeah, they're, they're just a lot of myths and stories around a lot of these things and there are other the things that are facts around these things. Like since Amelia is like no seeds, all female, female plant, um, you know, um, just, just, just a ton of them in this industry in terms of, what people kind of think popular culture wise and then otherwise what some things are, you know, when, 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 when Snoop and Nate Dogg and they were talking about Indo, people were talking about Indo, yeah, indoor, indoor weed. They were talking about indoor weed. Right, they had no ago. idea what it even meant. Right. A lot of people. So, you know, it's just, it's just fun. It's just, I think it's a fun topic. I think there are a lot of myths and truths in this industry. So, you know, those are just a couple of things that come, come to mind. So All from, relevant points. Go ahead, Jamar. Yeah. So from a, a religious background, because most of us in this room right now are black um, and most of us grew up some type of Protestant, Baptist, whatever you, you want to call it. So from a religious perspective, how are we resolving like as a community now to say, hey, you know, cocaine, the title that you take today is a derivative of cocaine. Right. Um, the morphine, all of this stuff came from that side where it was it's just uh whether stronger or lower percentage of actual of cocaine and from a religious standpoint how are we resolving as a community the hey we shunned marijuana we shunned all the people that were using it especially the religious community and since it impacted so much of us how are we resolving now as a people where just because the white guys are saying it's illegal now, it's becoming a cool thing. And how are we as a people saying, hey, you know, we, we want to be a part of this when we shunned it for so long? Um, hi, everybody. I'm in between work and things. So if I don't answer some questions, please forgive me. 
but um, I'm just going to take a personal point of clarity. And when I speak, everything is a personal opinion for me with the products that I'm creating. I'm taking an educational standpoint, just like you guys are saying, it's really important for us to do the myths and facts of things. And there's so many people getting in this industry, like you guys are saying, they have a wealth of knowledge, but they don't want to share it with their client base because they have this assumption that, okay, just because I'm in the hip industry, I'm going to make a million dollars. And it's nothing wrong with that. But I'm realizing, giving them those facts and that information, that's what create legacy. That's what gives you quality customers that's going to constantly return and things like that. Um, I'm actually located here in D.C. and I've even shopped around a few dispensaries. And I understand that, of course, you know, brick and mortar dispensaries are already going to have foot traffic. But find out a lot of these dispensary owners don't actually go out and talk to their clients clients outside of their location or educating them. I think that's something that they should be doing. Um, also, too, just being more mindful of different reactions that people have. I think more so a lot of people, too, think in the psychedelic feeling and not the healing properties of it. Or, you know, growing up, we used to always hear, oh, my drug cures. But it's like, yeah, how does your drug cure? What do you mean it cures? I think one of the major things right now, which has definitely changed the perspective on a general consensus with everyone has definitely been the, uh, the what do you call this, the, the whole COVID thing. Like, I and, and it's funny that you guys touch base on this because I just was talking to my mother yesterday. She just recently um, retired. And before, like, COVID and all this other stuff, it was like, oh, well, you know, bad, bad. You know, when are you ever going to get your life together? You know, pot this and this and that. Now, after COVID, and, you know, especially being out here in California, California during that time, just seeing like how like everything else is closed down. But the, the, the dispensaries were 24 hours, then like all of a sudden, like before it would be hell trying to do anything, you know, on the illicit side, going through the mail and this and that. And COVID happened and all of the like all of these breaks just came off. Then let's turn around and look at New York State going legal. You know, a lot of that, I believe, was definitely fueled by the fact of COVID, where this is now just a new uh, pro, like the, the new form of like how liquor prohibition was. Like people are going to start like knocking down the doors. But then like you, like another person just said, there's a large group of people that aren't willing to share some of the medicinal and beneficial points of it like that. There's some that's not trying to. You know, like a lot of different things. I'm kind of losing track because I just seen a cop. But you kind of guys kind of get where I'm going with. Yeah, definitely. I I can definitely um, understand you on that one because me too. Where I had family who before, you know, we're from the Caribbean, but it's very highly religious, and I see that too. Where people who literally grew up around it still shunned it. And now we're talking about, okay, well, what can we do from a medical perspective to actually, you know, be a part of this industry in terms of being users of the product from a medical perspective, but there isn't a large knowledge base as Unique has put out that we don't, the education is not there, you know? Um, and I guess it, the myth and the, basically all the blocks that we've put up as a culture to the product is what would you say holding us back? Well, 
I also think it's too, it's more so federal because I know with, especially we talked about it briefly last week, CBD and CBG, we know the power of it, but federally, I can't put that. So if I'm using social media platforms to get my customers' attention, I have to be very careful in the claims that I make, therefore not to get in any litigation issues. So I feel like that's another milestone that we're going to have to conquer within our own with this industry becoming legalized because then that puts you at that forefront where you're basically going back and forth with the pharmaceutical company you know so what you're saying is that they have us at the supplement side now where you know you can just only put a disclaimer that you don't cure or treat anything it's really just a kind of placebo when it's not it's actual actual treatment oh okay yeah so i'm um like i said i'm one of those people like i read a lot a lot a lot a lot (laughs) and that's Mm -hmm. all i've been doing for like the past year before i even launched my business it's just like reading the federal part of it and of course as long as you're within a 0.3 percent thc level that's fine but you still cannot make certain claims even if you know it to be true so i can have 20 women come to my table and say yes but your product cured my rheumatoid arthritis my doctor said whatever i'm doing keep doing it but i cannot go out and make that claim right that's why that fda approved is so important Yet, when you have an FDA-approved product, you might have 50 side effects, including death, bleeding out of your eyes, you know, ulcers, um, can't sleep throughout the night, loss of hair, because you have uh, um, um, hemorrhoids or something crazy. Like, the way that we allow these institutions to regulate what actually heals you and the money that goes behind the medicines that are approved for your ailments is crazy because we all know of uh, we can all name a drug that someone in our family is taking that has a multitude like i said of side effects and there's a natural plant most likely in the cannabis spectrum one of the cannabinoids can do it for you but because it's not federally regulated they can't get it and that's that's an injustice and a crime in 2021 Absolutely. I mean, it, it, to you know, this is a conversation about myths in the in the in the uh, cannabis industry, um, in cannabis in general. Uh, one of the ones that you know I struggle with in some parts is uh, that that a lot of people say, well, cannabis, you know, marijuana can't do anything to you. It's not going to hurt you. It can't hurt you. Um, and I think contextually, that's 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 very much a myth. Um, I'm a regular marijuana user and cannabis user myself, but I think for some people, it just ain't the plant for you. Ain't, ain't, ain't for you. It doesn't, I don't think it engages with some people's, um, philological makeup. Well, I think some people that particularly, uh, uh, maturing adults, young adults, adolescents should definitely stay away from this plant. Um, as far as marijuana, uh, I think it could have horrible repercussions as it relates to people's cognitive development. Um, it can cause extreme anxiety in some people. Um, and so this whole quote unquote myth where it's like, you know, marijuana can't really harm you, I think is a huge myth in, in, in this space. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So yeah. basically, so are we saying that education is just like anything else? You know, science, the education of science cured the 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 curse of religion. So are we saying that what we need right now in the community is strong education? And what are some of the things that you guys are seeing in terms of educating our public and our audience as to the benefits and pr proper use of the product? It, so long story short, if we're up against federal government and we're up against religious, we're up against basic day-to-day um, -day notions about people in the cannabis world, how we, what are we doing from an education standpoint or what is out there that we can use to start helping dispel, um, dispelling the myths? I mean, I'm a, I come from back in the day when, you know, we had street teams and we were putting out flyers and, you know, you have to kind of just, you know, like we've gotten so laxed in social media that a lot of, a large demographic that can make a change in cannabis, we're forgetting them. And a lot of them, they stay away from social media because they, just like with cannabis, they just don't know. So you would have to first because all the information right now is on social media. If a person went and looked it up, you know, research is easy as hell now. Like, I wish the internet was around like this when I was in school. I might have graduated fucking high school or something. But, you know, like, now there, there's a large population from, I would say, 40 to 60 that they're just like, look, I I don't care. I don't, I don't want to be bothered. And that's, and I, like some of you guys that are over 40, you guys can attest to this. When they had typewriting classes, people didn't want to do it. So because they didn't take the typewriting classes, they're scared of a keyboard. And that information that they need to get is not there. So I think even just on a social, a social level, you know, it should be a little bit more information put on to getting into these churches, getting into... Uh, uh, I mean, hell, even like some of that, that newspaper stand bullshit, we just stand on the, on the side of the corner and you're trying to hand out pamphlets to let people know, like, look, there's a, there's a new drug that you guys have turned your eye, you guys turned your, your, your back on it, but this, this new old drug can benefit you a lot more than all of these other things. There, there was a, a one time with big medicine where they start doing those, uh, health screenings just so they can get people's insurance information and have them come in. I mean, it's, it's almost the same thing, like giveaways. They work, like if you're at a sesh and you just put yourself in a, in a financial mindset, you're at a sesh, you want to just give away shit because you want people to come. But if you retrofit that thinking to like, all right, look, I want to educate people more than just make a buck, then the then it, it's just like like someone else just said a little while ago, the, the persons that start these businesses stop being like so selfish and just be a little bit more of a educator more so than just a, a business person. I think that'll benefit the industry as a whole. And that's just my thought. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree with you. I, I think to add to what you're saying to another level of complexity in this whole thing is that, you know, we talk about myths and, and, and misinformation and so on and so forth. Like marijuana right now, is federally a schedule one substance, right? Schedule one substance means that it has a high probability of abuse and it has zero uh, 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 medicinal value 
That's a fucking lie in and of itself, right? Perpetuated politically by the United States government. And so it's extremely tough if you don't really understand the history of the plant, how propaganda, race, and other factors have shaped this, a lot of these narratives, these myths around this. And, and it's powerful because the propaganda has been specific to frame people's thinking for a very long time. And if you don't have an understanding of all of these backstories of how we got to where we are today, it's gonna to be really hard to be able to debunk some of these myths to people who, who aren't as educated as, 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 as you or I may be about the industry. So do we just deep. give up on the old people or we educate the young? And man, it, it, it's just deep. That, I, I'll be honest. That's where my brain is. It's let's start at the, the college level. Let's bring up the new generation who are open to new thinking because I'll be real. It seems like the older generation is just like they grew up hearing that, you know, marijuana is bad. The people who use it are bad people and there, there is no hope for them. So this entire thing that's happening, even though it's right in front of them, even though there's billions of dollars being at play, they're more interested in just putting it to the side and calling it a day. So is it that we just focus on a new the new group of people who are open to a new mindset and a cultural actually, shift? Actually, actually, the fastest growing population in one of the fastest growing population in marijuana is the baby boomers. So actually, that's I don't think that's that because people don't they want to get off the pills. Well, well, well like, I'm I'm just saying that's 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 statistics. That's statistics. I'm like that's that's just the truth about statistics. The fastest growing uh, uh, group in you know what I'm saying the acceptance of marijuana, the use of marijuana is the baby boomers. Recreational and, or and, medicinal? Okay, so so let so let's let 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 let's 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 disclose the myth about recreational and medicinal i'm a grower <laughs> i grow marijuana you know what i'm saying yeah i can grow for i can grow for medicinal and i grow and grow for recreational it's the same damn marijuana okay let's let's let let's 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 let's, let's dispel that myth also you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying right. it's the tax it's the taxes and it's how the government puts it into uh, on the shelves which makes medicinal or recreational that's the difference it's Explain. not the actual it's not it, it says, a little bit, Chris. Are, are, you the, saying, are you saying that because they want to profit from the medicinal side, they create different rules? or They, is, they create different regulations. The mm -hmm. only difference between medical and recreational marijuana is the regulation on it. It's not the substance itself. It's grown the same way. It's the same strains grown, this, grown under the same, same, same lights, grown the same nutrients, it's the same thing. <laughs> like that's that's just a fact of the matter. And then you mentioned, and this is Sydney, not Chris. You mentioned, um, <laughs> you mentioned that we start with college kids. Why we start with college kids? Why we start with, you know, say why we start with fifth graders? Why, wh this is education. So education is education. Why not go to the kids and educate them about the world around them? From when they get into the world, right? So Absolutely. I kind of, I, I kind of feel you on that because I'm going to take the Gary V method. Like I had watched one of his uh, 
one of his 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 uh, podcasts and how he broke it down. He said, and it's just a marketing tactic. He's like, look, one of the fastest growing demographics when it comes to advertising are your your kids. Like when they come up with these new apps. Like so, let's just take. I'm gonna long story short. Let's take TikTok. TikTok, I don't understand the algorithm for nothing. I, I come from the MySpace and Facebook age. So with that being said, you have this TikTok where I come up, I make a stupid dance video, and next thing I know, by the next morning, I got a million followers. But these are, these are real followers. So what Gary V said is like, when you turn around and you focus on the children, you allow the children to educate the adults because even most purchases are like like me with you know my daughter's 20 years old so if i'm going to get ready to go out and purchase a vehicle right my financial decision is going to affect her college and everything else like that so i'm going to put my child in the middle of my purchasing spectrum even the younger children when it comes to things for the house i'm going to ask my child what should i purchase because I know you are on social media. You have the, the you have the luxury of time to review that stuff, but that's still not going to educate me as the parent fully on the full benefits. It you're gonna you're then now as a parent you're gonna say, um, you know, I was thinking about taking pot. Now the kid, most kids stop their parents because their myth in their social like uh, 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 what's the right word I should say here? Like their 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 um, like modesty, like they're you, a gatekeeper you, you, for them. Yeah, they're a gatekeeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, then the kid is like, oh, well, if you use pot because in school they said if you use weed, you're gonna you're gonna sell crack and you know. Smokey the crazy. Bear was a very effective <laughs> campaign. Say no to drugs. You know, oh, yeah. say no to so, dope. Like so. So now, as a parent. <laughs> You're, you're like, all right, I'm taking fucking methacarbonyl or I'm taking some kind of uh, narco just to survive. And like they don't they don't know the benefits of RSO or, you know, like right now I, I have um, I, I have to get hernia repair and I'm in excruciating pain every day. And like every time I go to the doctor, and I'm trying They're like, oh, here's some narco. I don't even put those prescriptions in. I go and get me a nice little syringe of some RSO and I'll just dose, 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 dose all day. Rich and Simpson oil. It. But, huh? Rich Simpson okay, oil. Yeah. Don't know. One of the best things ever. But um, Rick, RSO, like, it, it really helps. You know, of course, with regular um, smoking, smokable marijuana, uh, smokable flour, and um, I've been lucky enough to find some cushy, cushy punch. So that's been my pain management. But there's, there's a huge demographic that they don't have the benefit of a dispensary that's more focused on health than just profit. I can't go to Cookies and say, all right, look, I'm just knowing about it because Cookies has this huge uh, marketing campaign that they're going to be the first thing that people run to, but they're not going to know to go to Atrium or they're, gonna, they're not going to go to Mother's, you know, I'm not, I'm just, I'm not name dropping to get people to go there, but, you know, these are just, just things that I've found while I educated myself moving to California, I wouldn't even known these things. And I'm sitting here like, well, shit, every time someone comes visits, visits me out here in California, I go and take them to these, to these spots because I like the information outside of just the fact that they have good bud, but I love the information 
that they provide when they sell this. And it's like, well, look, I, I want to try that right there. But what's wrong with you know, what's wrong with what's wrong with good bud? What's wrong with adult use? See, see, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you some of the problems. You know what I'm saying? We try to departmentalize all these things. You know what I'm saying? We try to sell weed off the medicinal. You know what I'm saying? We try to, we try to, we try to tell, we try to, we try to, we try to dispel the myths off of the medicinal. What's wrong with having a good time? What's wrong with that? What's, people drink. People drink all the time. People go to clubs. Everything. You know what I'm saying, like, like the normalization of this is the what is the most important thing to normalize it, because once you normalize things, people could, people start to make up their own minds because they have a plethora of education around it. Everyone knows about liquor. Everyone knows the ills of liquor. Everyone knows, you know what I'm saying, the satisfaction. Own navigation around uh, uh, alcohol and liquor. What they do with a lot of different products, you know what I'm saying? Normalizing weed in all these aspects. Yes, it can be medicinal. Yeah, it could be, rec- it could be recreational. It could be adult use. It could be anything you want to. You know what I'm saying? And now you have, now you're growing up in a world where you have an abundance of information you can decide for yourself. It's hiding information that, you know what I'm saying, that has people going through, you know, down rabbit holes and trying to figure this all this whole thing out. It's taking, and I away, think that's... It's taking away part of the information, giving part of the information. But Sydney, Sydney, here's, here's, what, here's what I got to ask you about that, though. Just, just to um, go back a little bit to what um, M was saying, is that, Let's start off with a kid, right? Uh-huh. So, because to be honest, one one of the things that I've, I, I everybody here knows Baby Shark do 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 to do. Everybody yep. and their mama here knows that, right? Yep. And that's because of the kids. And just as Emma was saying, is that because of a kid, you as you as an adult, your entire decision making process has to change. Now, from a recreational standpoint, I, I'm trying to align how the actual recreational use could be aligned with kids, but it's not, I, it's not being I, aligned I, I, with kids. It's not being aligned with kids. When, when, when did you first see your father, uh, your, your mother and father drink, take a drink as a kid, uh, as a kid. And when do you see, when, when, when were you given a drink by your parents? Oh, take a little sip of this. They didn't give it to me. I see. No, 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 but, 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 but I'm saying, not, I not person, but, but, but kids have these experiences with their parents. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Alcohol, al- whether it's alcohol or anything, Parents still got a parent. Yep. <laughs> we, we, I'm like, I'm like par- parents still have to parent. So parents still have to give the, but if the parents don't have the information, yeah. how are the kids going to have the information? You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're talking about, we're talking about information. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I knew, I knew that when I was five years old, drinking was not for me. <laughs> I knew at eight years old, drinking was not for me because of my parents. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know what? We're putting we're put, we're put, we're put marijuana in such an extreme category mm-hmm. of everything else that we do. Like, like you know what I'm saying? We got liquor. We got this. We got tobacco. We got this. I knew I wasn't supposed to smoke at a certain right. time. I knew I wasn't supposed to smoke, smoke cigarettes. I knew cigarettes weren't for me. All so right. Well, we marijuana in this category. In such an extreme category over in the corner. Well, we got all this shit over here that we grew up with and learned about and knew not to take and knew when to take and knew when to do it, knew when it wasn't for us, knew when it wasn't when it was for us. We went through our whole lives. 
We're not right. stupid human beings. So, and so, to, so here's what I say to that, though. Um, not, not to cut you off, Sydney, but here's what I say to you. Because Unique was saying earlier from a federal standpoint, from her putting her product, right, that she can't educate the public basically to the, the best that she can probably do is one or two testimonials on her website. But just as how you have the supplement market where they're like, hey, you can't say you cure, treat, or basically have any benefit, that's where the industry is now. So in terms of getting it normalized from the point of where we, the we the, um, not we the users, but the, the, to the, the uninitiated, how are we supposed to educate them and get them to understand the benefits of you it? Give the you guys, information. You guys, keep going. You keep the world ain't gonna stop. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, guys, you, I'm like, you, you, we, we're talking like we're in this vortex. If everything doesn't happen right now, nothing's gonna happen. You keep putting it, you know, you know how they did, you know how they got you to believe marijuana was this up, this, this other thing, this bad thing. They kept putting the information out. Like, 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 like the, 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 the bad, the, 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 the bad misnomer about marijuana didn't happen overnight. It didn't okay. happen. It didn't. It didn't happen it, in two weeks. It was over it, a long. It's crazy you bring that up, Over a long period of time that this happened, we have to take the responsibility of putting information out that will now gravitate us into the future of certain other understandings. What we do, what we do is for the future people. We are the adults. What we're doing is for the future. If you only think about yourself in the here and now and only think about, okay, well, you know what, I got I to see it in my life. That's not how you think about these things. And I'm going to tell you something. Black people have this, 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 this non-visionary part of us. That every, we have, you know what I'm saying, we, we got a five-year plan. We got, you know what I'm saying, we may, have a, we may have a 10-year plan, but we don't have any plans after that. We don't have any plans for 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 grandkids and, and, and definitely not generations. generational plans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So 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 one these people, the people that plan to, to plan to go to the moon, they weren't around when we got to the moon. If that ever happened, you you, you, you get you get the point. So we have yeah, to put yeah. in the work now. We're just putting in the work, and we keep. This is the work. What we're doing right now. This is the work. This is the work. We're doing it. We're in the moment doing it every day. And I just want to double dutch in to Jaw's point, to Sydney's point, and to Chris's point earlier about it not being for everyone, and especially with kids. You can see a Bacardi commercial on TV right now. You can see a Budweiser commercial on TV right now. But they tell you that you can't advertise marijuana because kids are going to smoke. A myth. But, a crazy but, 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 but to your point. It was you couldn't advertise liquor all the time. We came out. I'm like, just just do some history about prohibition of liquor. We're, we're in we're in the transitional period. That's where we are. I'm like I'm like we're not we're, the the history of marijuana is no different no different than the the the, 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 the history of, of of liquor and you know what I'm saying and in that prohibition. We're just coming out of it. Everything's not going to happen at once, but you've got to put the work in. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got to keep collecting the people like we're doing to put to work in and you'll see the change. Stay the course. That's the most important thing in this fight, in this battle, is staying the course. So you're saying that from right now, what we should really be focused on is a structural framework of how we're going to create the future by a consistent education to the public. 
and keep yes, marketing, and, yes, marketing and keep is doing it and keep yeah. doing it. Don't push it stop. like the Bible. Push it like the Bible. <laughs> like, like, push it like the Bible. Like, look at this. We look two four hundred years later. They still fought. They still control yes. through slavery through the Bible. Keep so just doing like the Bible. Keep giving the information. Keep giving the Create information. Bible. We're doing it, guys. Yes. We're in. We're we're in the moment that we're doing it. And focus on focus on that rather than focusing on well, you know, though, how are we gonna do this? We can't get the information out there, we can't do this, we can't do that. We're doing everything that we're doing right now, and that's gonna lead in the future. We can because we're doing they, it. They, we have California, we have like California, this. we have California. There's this this California is normal. Guys, California weed in weed in California is normal. You ain't gonna get nobody that looks at you crazy. You ain't get no old people looking at you crazy. It's normal. How do you think that came about? Mm -hmm. The first, the first, the first medical law that was passed in California was 1996. and they just kept going. Now we're in 2021, and it's normal. It's normal, and I don't see. I'm like, it's just normal. So guys, you know what I'm saying? Look, look, look at where it's become normal. You got Colorado. You got Washington State. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got Oregon. It's normal. So wherever you are, wherever you are. But my point is, wherever you are, just keep going. It will get there. All right. Well, for, just just to play devil's advocate for today's conversation, because we're talking about the myths that are stopping our culture from tapping into the generational wealth that is coming from the legalization of medical and recreational cannabis, right? There are multiple major states. Um, majority of the blue ones are now legal. California, New York, New Jersey, th the list goes on and on and on. But not because something is illegal from paperwork standpoint. We have an entire culture from religion to media to just personal biases against cannabis or marijuana um, per se. So the, the topic is really more about how are we tap, well, we're doing it one by having these conversations now, but how, how are we actually making go to your sure church. Our, our voices go are to being effective? Go to your church. If you're a church person, go and go to your church. Go to your church. Yo, Edu educate who you want Yo. to educate. How are we going to get the, the pastor to, to, to talk about the cannabis? Easily. Talk about the medical easily, side of it? Easily. You bring samples. You bring samples. You get some. You get some <laughs> CBD distillate. You get some TC distillate. You go there. Get, you stop. Stop. You go. You you know. You sit there and you you give out like you give out uh like this one thing. Buddy's brand. They have this uh, roll on uh, pain relief. You give them something like that. You give them. You give them a, a, a edible gummy. You, you know, like there's a million access, and one different things. Give them, a, give them a flyer. The give them a flyer. Just give them a flyer. Like, for real, have, flyers work. Like, like, do an ED, EDDM. What huh? I'm saying is have no fear. Have no fear in this industry. This, you are part of it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The, the best thing you can do is show and prove. Everyone likes successful people. Everyone likes success. Let me tell you something. Everyone likes successful people. I come from a family of advocates against marijuana. Straight up. I was a black sheep of the family. You know what I'm saying? Now, every, all my all my siblings put their kids around me to have me talk about it. 
All, you know what I'm saying? My, my two siblings are legislators for cannabis. And they looked at me crazy my whole life. No, I feel you with that 100%, because I'm going through that phase right now where... But, but, but you know what Sydney yeah. is? Sydney is unrelenting, because Sydney knows what he's talking about. Sydney's had the information since he was in high school, because that's one of the first things I did. Because I was an advocate. I was an athlete. I was an advocate against marijuana. I used to look at my friends crazy. I used to tell my friends, man, you, yo, yo, you're ruining your life. You're ruining your life. And I used to tell my friends, you're ruining your life. Because I was an athlete. Until I started doing the information myself, got the information myself, and changed my mind. That was my process. Everyone's going to have their process. The churches are going to have their process. Because the churches, let me tell you something, the church is going to see money. They're going to see money in a minute. I'm, I'm like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm and sorry. on that topic, though, I, I, just want, I just want to jump on this topic because since we're talking about money and there, there are a few millionaires in this room from cannabis, right? So you guys broke the myth from yourselves personally. And in this industry specifically, you fought for your, you be, especially you, Sydney, you've been very headstrong about it you went in you did the work and now you're you're profiting from the hard work that you put in however though how do people that are on this line listening tap into that too now for themselves where it's kind of like you're doing this but you're doing this to build generational wealth you're, you're laying the framework you're laying the education like down and you're moving it forward 100 percent. i'm like i'm like i'm like one thing one thing is one thing i always say Today is no different. Today is no different than yesteryear. I, you know what I'm saying? I went out there. I put myself out there. I put myself on the line. You know what I'm saying? It's different because, you know what I'm saying? When I was doing it back in the day, I could go to jail and do some serious time. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, now you have to participate. You have to, you know what I'm saying? And I always tell people, you can't ride on the fringe of this industry and expect to do anything. You know, you got to get involved. There's so much out there to get involved with. There's so much online to get involved with. There's so much, you know what I'm saying? There's so much in community. You know what I'm saying? You have, you have over half the states that are legislating right now. Get involved with that. Because that's what I did in California. When they, when, you know what I'm saying? When they were legislating, I went and got involved with the legislation. I found, I found, the, I found the, uh, uh, the organizations that were involved. I joined those organizations. And they led me on the path. That's what I did. I just did the work. I got involved. Anything that was everything, everything uh, 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 in terms of, of terms of cannabis, I got involved. And guess what? Guess what happened? I met all the people involved. And guess what happened after that? I started doing business with some of the people I met. And guess what happened after that? I started making money with some of the other people that I met. That's the line. It's about being involved. People try to be on the fringe of an industry and try to make and try to make an impact. You can't be in it. This if this is what you're going to do, be in it. Talk about it. Go to places where people, where, 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 where you have like, where you have like people. Anytime you want, anytime you want to, 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 to know about an industry, go to where those people hang out. <laughs> go to the, go to the. You know, there's, there's been, there's been many conferences. Obviously, you know what I'm saying COVID stopped that, but there's been many conferences around the country, and I only see white people at them. I'm one of the few black people. There's a couple of us, but but it's. It's, it's thousands, cannabis conventions, conventions, thousands of white people. Just, and a just to add people. to what Sydney is saying is act like you're back in the trap. Like if you're trying to get new yeah. customers, 
like, 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 yo, like if you, and, and I'm sorry to put, bring it up, but like if you, if you doing some other kind of shit, like if you got powder and you're trying to get rid of powder, you ain't going to go in the hood because niggas can't afford it. You're going to go in the white neighborhood. You're right. going to go to their bars. You're going to go to their little traps. You're going to mingle with them. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. But you able to move right now, like right now in New York, they on some shit in New York. Whereas if you black and cannabis, they ain't even fucking touching you. They're not touching you because it's not politically correct. It's not the politically correct thing. So you got a green light to do whatever the fuck you want green right now. Green fucking light, man. You know, so it's the same shit. You get on some shit and you just act like you back in the trap. You get but out there, you throw out flyers. My point was, he's right. No, I'm like, and that's part of knowing the regulations. That's part of knowing the political climate. You know what I'm saying? You said you're know saying New York, they're not touching because not. That's part of knowing because all these things are known in the inner circles are known when you start getting involved with the regulations of the politics or the or, or the passing of the laws. Get involved. You know what I'm saying? Because then these things will come to light. You're like, oh, okay, I can move around and it's cool. Okay, I can do this and it's cool. And, okay. uh, cannabinoid, cannabinoid licenses. If you're, if you can prove that you're African American, your license is going through, and there's four cannabinoid hemp, but your license is going through in one week, and it only costs three hundred dollars. Talk, talk about, talk about that, um, Sydney or M. Can you talk about that cannabinoid license just a little bit, so that people, if that's a low hanging fruit for people to jump on, I would love for them to hear about it. Yeah, I'd like to know about that shit too. Cannabinoid license, where's that? Yeah, at? yeah. <laughs> so my cousin, cousin just uh, opened up a uh, uh, like a dispensary up in Poughkeepsie, New York, and he put in for a license. So because he's one of the first uh, businesses to do that, and he's black, um, just like Sydney was saying, some of the advocates from that area. Oh my God, the fucking traffic went full five. Um, <laughs> Some of the people that are like um, people for like like some of the advocates for it, they are like now they're they're showing like how to do it like like Sydney said, and one of the things that he showed was like all right look, go get your cannabinoid license and your cannabinoid license and your your uh, what is it your te your your te tobacco tax license in twelve months those two licenses are going to switch directly over into now being able to, to sell recreational marijuana. Because in New York State, what they're going to do is even like the bodegas, as long as they file the correct paperwork, the bodegas can now become dispensaries as well. So they're going to open up more, but it's it's not going to oversaturate the market. It's going to just drop a shit. It's going to drop a shit ton of product on the market, but then you're going to have an uneducated market of people who are just seeing this pretty shit but they're not going to buy it. And if they are buying it, they're going to buy things that they don't know what the hell they're going to do for them. That's one point. The, the New York State cannabinoid license aspect of it, I mean, you know, you guys know. You guys know how to use Google. You go on Google, you put New York State cannabinoid license, cannabinoid and hemp license. It all falls under uh, the hemp program that Cornell University set up about two years ago for, uh, for the whole farming thing. So now what New York State did was create the cannabinoid and hemp licensing, which is before they do the cannabis licensing bureau for cannabis in New York State, if that makes any sense. <laughs>
makes 100% sense because I'm from New York and um I, and I'm very involved in politics and your the, the timeline that you're talking about is is very very on track. So yes, I I, I don't I, I'm not going to say I know for certain, but from knowing the the politics climate and some of the people here, that timeline sounds very if we were if we were able to share pictures, I would show to the room that the license is there. Like I have, he sent me a picture of it. You know, he wants to be part of it as far as you know for for uh, inventory and everything. And that's why I'm up on it. I moved out of New York to come out here to California for this just one reason for inventory type purposes. But I'm kind of kicking myself because as soon as I leave, fucking six months later, New York is where I want to be at right now. But the beauty is I have my bones there and can start it. But that license is true. That license is exact and it is going through. It's $300 through the state. You have a, a actual physical location and that's it. That's some good analysis right there, brother. I'll tell you that right now. That's some good analysis right there, boy. And, 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 and Sydney, please, I brother. I can just get that piece of information. Sydney, yeah. you got you to gotta, you gotta tap in with me, Sydney, man. I've been killing myself trying to get your info. Yeah. So when this is over, please, let's make a little hallway so we can talk. Yo, just hit, just, yo, just, just bang me on, what's the name? On um, on uh, Facebook or Messenger? Sydney Hall. Yeah, okay, just hit me on Messenger. I'm like, yeah, just hit me on Messenger. DM me on Messenger, man. I'll hit you right back. So we would we could definitely say from this conversation that another myth is that you don't have an accessible entry point and that there are lots of ways for you to enter the industry, both touching the plant, not touching the plant, um, being a vendor, providing information insights. But as Sydney was reiterating earlier, you know, you just got to keep going and you got to get it done. And you've got to pick a path, learn everything you can, as Ja was saying and Monty was saying, you know, familiarize yourself with the content of the in, of the part of the industry you want to enter through and then navigate the spectrum in that way. So um, very, very great um, and insightful information that you're providing. Um, what would you all say is something that you would like to shift in the cannabis culture that may be a myth right now, as far as like uh, Monty spoke a couple weeks ago about the lack of connectivity of brotherhood. But I know that not necessarily to be true because I'm very much enthralled and empowered as a woman in the industry from two brothers that came together to build this platform, Canna Africa and several other cannabis entry points. So. I could say that that's a myth that I don't find to be true. Um, yeah, like, that, that black people are missing out on this industry because black people ain't. They're right. Not. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, one thing about black people, we move in silence when it comes to certain things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we, move, we move very low key. You know what I'm saying? And just because, just because you don't hear about in the media, in the mainstream, about a lot of black cannabis companies, there are a lot of them out there. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of black people in this industry and transitioning to the legal industry. There are there are a lot, you know, um, and and our 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 issue is, you know, what I'm saying connecting our connectability. You know, what I'm saying that's I think that's one of the things we have to focus on, the connectability of 
black people in the industry. And there's lots of organizations out there. You got the California uh, Minority Alliance, and you have different alliances in different states uh, um, that speak specifically to black people um, and the cause of black people being in an industry. I think it's uh, I think it's imperative that when you come into the industry that you explore these these different alliances, these different groups, uh, because they're out there. Um, start, you know what I'm saying? Use Google's a very, very great tool. Um, you know what I'm saying? Google, I'm like, and, and I tell people, just start simple. Start with words, man. Blacks and cannabis. And things will come up, you know? Let's, let, 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 let's, let's make it easier for ourselves and harder uh, to connect with, uh, connect with each other. Um, you know, platforms like this. Um, so I, I, you know, that's one of the myths that you know, saying like that, like we're missing out. Well, on, here's uh, here's what I'll say. Um, CanaAfrica.com is actually a resource hub. So a lot of this stuff that you're looking for, we are going to start making it available on the platform. But definitely for the latest news and insights into the world of cannabis and how it's growing, not just in America but in Africa and around the world definitely check us out at canaafrica.com and stay, stay abreast of us because we're here every week, every Friday at 3.30 p.m. Mr. Runnels, um, I don't know how to pronounce your first name, but uh, I, I, I didn't even know you guys had a website. That's great to know as well. Um, just to add something, you know, like that I'm able to do because I love what you guys are doing. First off, let me just say that. But, Save um, four minutes via I-405 South. But um, what I want to offer to you is I know uh, mobile broadcasting as well. So even if you wanted to have some kind of visual uh, form as well, I know how to set that up using something like um, uh, a Zoom and or uh, that other uh, video platform as well. Um, I know how to also stream it simultaneously to other, uh, other networks and everything. I didn't. Ha I don't have as much knowledge. You know, I'm I'm like new but old in the game. But anything I can do to help get the information out or do my part, you know, especially like because you guys are giving me a ton of information, a lot of help, and just like Sydney, like since that that last time speaking to him, my confidence level even talking to people has just been even up. Like man, fuck you. You know, I deserve my place in this because I fucking. I, blood, sweat, and tears over this shit and a whole lot of goddamn jail time. You know, so... And, and, and on top of Canada Africa too as well, um, we, we do offer a lot of resources. So definitely go to lionheartstrategy.com and you can... That's where our management firm is where we can definitely help those interested in actually launching and creating your own brands, white labeling, actual formulation, and everything in terms of launching your entire cannabis brand. So that's lionheartstrategy.com. Definitely check that out, as well as Canada Africa, our news portal. So we're not just here to just talk about it, but we're here to also help you get into the world and help you stay regulated, get product, get your, your product on the store shelves, get your marketing, get everything done. So that's, that's just a quick plug to everyone who's listening. <laughs> 1,000, and it's on my profile as well, P. So if you miss any of the information, you can just follow me on Clubhouse and both websites, both Canada Africa and Lionheart are listed there. Um, another thing that we'll say is, you know, we are looking to advocate individuals in the cannabis spectrum. So the same way you all are in the room, 
participating, we want to cover stories on your products and brands. We want to feature you. We want to hear the same conversation we're having in this room, be able to, you know, um, capture it for audio visual purposes, whether it's YouTube or our website or, you know, a number of other forms that we're integrated into. So please follow Chris, Jamorley, Sid, myself. Um, we, we, we are Conrad. Um, you know, Kobe is doing music and influencing, you know, the, the spectrum throughout across the diaspora in, um, Generation Z millennial perspective. So there's always a lot of talent in the room. Um, Bonclair is our, our art director for Lionheart. She's an amazing designer. So if you have a cannabis brand, you need a logo, you need a color scheme. Um, there's a lot of things that you can tap into with our network. So we look forward to hosting you all every week, but we also want you to kind of start telling us what you need as well while you're in this room. It's a safe space. Yeah. And just to add to that, um, this is what it's all about, everybody. You know, this is all about community. It's a, it's an African phrase of Ubuntu. We share, we are together, you know, and, and don't wait, uh, to see, you know, Sydney and I and PE in the Wall Street Journal somewhere. It's too late. You know what I mean? We're here building this shit from zero. And it's, it's going to take all of us to do it. And it's going to take all of us from a community perspective to do it. And the whole purpose of Canada Africa is to be able to provide that pipeline of engagement between people that are on this call and other people. And we don't have our own media platforms to be able to perpetuate our own propaganda, our own products, our own businesses. And this is what this is all about. So we're all building together. And so every week, the more we're able to bring more people to the platform to have these discussions, to be able to share these ideas, to share information, to get a plug that's going to hook you up with some shit, to get your shit forward is the whole purpose. So please continue to support what we're all doing collectively to make it a success for everybody. Um, I would just um, ask of you guys going forward, um, can we provide more hindsight like you guys were talking about, essentially like the red tape and things. I know even for myself, um, and I've experienced like purchasing other products that may be on the shelves, you know, trying to figure out where they're getting their certificate of analysis for their products. Um, and then finding out that they have it, but they're not sharing it with the consumers but they don't understand federally and legally you're supposed to. Um, so just things like that, like red tape that is done in the industry that people may think essentially is something sacred but should be revealed to the public. I 100% agree with you on that. Um, I'll be honest, a year ago, when I, the last time I went to the mall, I probably need to start going back, finally New York is open. I went into to the local GNC and they had an entire wall filled with CBD, cannabis, you name it type of products. And I'm like, where is the COA? There's no, you know, there's nobody here showing their authenticity. And these are brands that are, you know, getting million dollar purchase orders to actually put their, their product on the shelf. But I would just say to us as a people is that, you know, Let's keep our stuff at the highest level and the highest quality and the highest, um, basically just do things at the highest level, unique, um, because I think that's what's going to make us stand and last. 
is that the constant education, the constant hard work of making sure our customers understand like we're different, you know, and we're going to go through the lens to educate you. But I do understand where you're coming from, because as I said, I went into the store and there's an entire wall in GNC with products that there is no COA for any of them. COA, there's no COA on the products, but there's no COA on the um, the actual um, uh, disciplet or or isolate that they're using. Like there's nothing. So there's nothing. Sir. There's law, nothing. There's no QR. Yeah. There's no QR codes. Right. No, you know nothing. that law is supposed to be on the product, and there's nothing there. And like when I say it, I know sometimes like, and I know that's something we have to grow on as a people and kind of take you aback when somebody asks you that. But it's like, I work in finance for my nine to fives. So I know how we audit people. And I'm like, well, what if I was an auditor? <laughs> you know? So nothing on the barcode? Like you, would you, be can't, you, can't, you can't scan the barcode and then take you through? Hmm. Um, so there's no there regulation? But really? No, it is a regulation for it. Yeah, for, 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 for um, CBD and right. for, you know what I'm saying, there there are regulations. In some states, some states are, are, are loose. You know what I'm saying? Some states are more loose than others. Um. Because you because you're giving no medical claims, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just like it's just like putting a dietary supplement on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only reason I say that is like you get the the gas station ones. There's no there's no yeah. order, you know. There's so there's no requirement. There's no requirement. There's no requirement. There's no requirement because um, you're not putting any medical claims on it. It's like a dietary supplement. So there's no requirement to actually have that information on there for the for the for the public. I'm right. like you like you'd like to as a company. But there's no requirement because it's a dietary. It's 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 just like a dietary supplement. So 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 the information, that information, one must know also. You know what I'm saying? And 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 some of the regulations. You know what I'm saying? There there there's no. Um, now some companies like to use the best stuff because that's how they. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how they, they market. Um, everything 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 that has um, everything everything every, all product has a CLA. You know. Um, now, whether you can access it, you probably, you know what I'm saying, most consumers, they do the kind of due diligence that they want to um, in terms of where the stuff is coming from, you know what I'm saying, where 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 uh, where the uh, where the stock is coming from, you know what I'm saying, you can call the company, you know what I'm saying, and it's probably on their website, but that's a consumer's, that's a consumer's initiative to do that. Um, so but there's, if- no requ- there's no requirement uh, 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 to have that uh, COA on, on the package or a link to it. Uh, because it's like a what about what about the fact that is it is ingestible? Isn't there some kind of regulation as so, far so, as so, so one so one uh, no no according to there's no first of all the FDA there's 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 a ban there's a ban on anything ingestible uh, uh, um, for CBD so so the consumers must know that also so anybody selling ingestible stuff is actually selling illegally now 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 they don't have the policing out there as a whole, but most companies got actually got warning letters to stop sell, selling the gummies or whatever they're selling water. That's actually illegal to sell something that's ingestible. So topicals, creams, topicals are, topicals like are fine. Go, you, when, you, when you go to the FDA website, all the information on just Google FDA and CBD, all the information is right there. Yeah, topicals are fine because they have strict laws with um, topicals in regards to the maximum amount of THC that they're allowed to have. Um, and that's been worked on in the body. And that was a big reason, too, why I chose the topical route as well, sitting like you were saying before, actually diverging into everything else because yeah, there, so FDA, there's so much red tape. 
Yeah, so FDA approval has not been given for anything ingestible yet. So you're telling me all these gummies out here that we're seeing illegal, illegal, illegal. Just Google it. Just I'm like, yeah. it's simple. Just I'm like, I'm like, Google's your friend. Google's your friend. Just Google it. It's right there. You Google CBD. Even down to their packaging, like a yeah. lot of these dispensaries and things like that. People don't understand how they're operating with like the colorful packaging and things like that. That's illegal because those what, colors can attract kids. So say for instance, if I go there and I buy it wholesale and I take it on the street, you know most people in the street aren't checking people's age. So when they're selling people stuff, you can be selling something to a minor. Interesting. And, and guys, just because just because people are doing it doesn't mean it's legal. <laughs> now, now, the enforcement may not be there because, you know what I'm saying, you know, you know, enforcement takes what? Enforcement takes budgets. So they may not, they may, they may not be enforcing it, but it is still illegal. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so all these, all these FDA websites, they have what you can do and what you can't do. And as black entrepreneurs, black business people, you know what I'm saying? I implore us to really tap into the laws because the first people that get caught up in the laws is our, is, is us. DC is not a state and there are dispensaries. It is absolutely illegal for the dispensaries to sell weed in. Hi guys, happy Friday, hope you're all doing well. My name is Miranda, can you hear me? Welcome Miranda, it sounds like it's breaking up a little bit. Oh shit. Okay, sorry. Much better. Yeah, sorry, I'm with Monty in the car, so like we're kind of bouncing off of each other. Um, Miranda, you sound like a robot. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not working. It's not working for you right now. Love you. Um, um, I've listened in once or twice. Um, I lived 20 years in Nigeria. Your robot is not working. Okay, hold on. Um, just looking at, at your Canna Africa site here, and I'm loving the information, hopefully. Um, so anyway, and I'm loving the information you guys are putting as Get, she needs to get a better connection. It's not working out. Damn, you, you definitely want to hear what she has to say, too. Miranda, we, we want to definitely hear what you want to say. Hopefully you get into a better reception area so you can uh, express yourself and everybody can hear you. Um, yeah, you might want to leave the clubhouse and come back. That could help the connection, too. Um, Well, we do want to thank everyone for coming today. Um, is there anything else that we have, Pete, to go through, or that's it? No, we're gonna we're gonna wait for her to come back, and we're still going right now, so okay. it's okay. We have a little bit more time. It's four thirty-seven, so we kind of keep this space open till five. But um, we just are grateful for everybody that's in the room, and you know, 
as we've been reiterating over and over again, this is a space for you to talk about what you're doing. Unique, uh, we are based in DC. We would love to connect, you know, hear more about your products, what you're working on, what you're doing, some of the, the obstacles that you're facing, like how you get your certificate of analysis done, um, you know, finding the right networks that are already edified on what hemp can provide as healing mechanisms and the different cannabinoids. So um, we're very interested, you know, in connecting and, and just seeing what intersectionality is there. I think Miranda came back. Are you back, Miranda? You can hop on. She might still be in a bad zone. <laughs> um, Miranda, we're just waiting to see if you wanted to reconnect. Um, but if not, you definitely can also hit us offline as well. And we'll be here next week. So I'm, I'm sorry, can you hear me now? Oh, you're back. Yep. Okay, go I ahead. Back. Sorry, I, I had it on mute. I wasn't sure. If, I heard you guys trying to round up. Um, no, what I was just trying to um, really um, find out is understand the myths and everything that you guys lo love the information today. Excellent information. Keep it up. Keep it going. Um, I'm really interested in making sure that can cannabis is um, promoted, that things are put in proper perspective. There's equity, there's fairness, there's understanding. Like I said, I lived 20 years in Nigeria. I'm a teacher and like, I just really appreciate what you're doing. Um, and I don't know. Whoever is in South Africa, if you can hit me up, I have somebody that I'd like to introduce to you. Um, and she's a social activist that's there. She's actually my niece. Um, and she's fabulous. Um, she's Nigerian, full Nigerian, and super smart, traveled the world. Excellent, excellent communicator. She does so many things, especially at the college level, um, getting education out there. And she does a lot of talk shows. So you can look her up. Her name is Loveland Wande if you want on um, LinkedIn. Um, come on, profile is there. Yeah, I definitely will. Sorry, I just, when I saw, I was like, oh, wait a minute, you guys are in South Africa. And I just like, boom, boom, boom. But anyway. Oh, all of you are in the States? Yeah, we're in the States, yeah. We're in the States oh, in South okay. Africa. Sorry, we're, so all around, I... we're all around the world. We're in the States, we're in South Africa, we're all around the world. But tell her, okay, tell her invite, her to, invite uh, her to the clubhouse next week. But also, Bomb Claire's trying to come yeah. on. She's in South Africa. Hi, Miranda. I'm in South Africa. You're, did you say she's your niece? Yeah, she's my niece. Her name is Loveland Wande with one in. Oh, and the same I'm last Loveland. name. You know Loveland. Yeah, she's, she's my niece. Amazing. She is oh, absolutely she fucking amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, she is. No, she, she really is. I do know Loveland. She actually works with a very close friend of mine. Well, I don't know her. She doesn't know me. I know her because she's so amazing. Um, but yes, I'll reach out to her and tell her that I'm um, second place. Say hi. Thank you for giving me the the in there. Um, yeah, also, I now just... that I'm in there, I'd like to say what a great conversation we've had. I learned so much, Sydney. I love your passion. <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. I, I think you're brilliant. Um. 
And also that the kiddies treaties thing, I didn't know that that's illegal and it makes sense. So thank you so much for all this information. And I think, uh, the topic today did speak to what the topic is. Uh, there were so many myths for me personally um, that were busted. Is that the word? Yeah. Thanks. I'm going to go out now. Oh, thank you, Bonclair. Yes, thank you. And look at the connectivity. So you have someone know, right? that's like, I have a niece in South Africa. Um, someone connect and you know who it is. And that just goes to show what Canada Africa is about. So CanaAfrica.com, um, the name is on the room. It's uh, Canada Africa with a K. And we're covering content. We're covering programs. We're covering leaders in the industry. And we're connecting cultures through cannabis. So even when you think you're seven, 8,000 miles away, you may be closer than you think. And so wherever you're located in the States, if you have individuals who are overseas that are interested in getting in the industry, this is what it's about. This is the space to connect and grow. So we appreciate all of you for that. Absolutely. Um, so anybody have any last comments or thoughts that they'd like to uh, put out there? Yeah, go to CanaAfrica.com. Thanks, people. Peace. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you next week. See you guys next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks a lot.